Hello, and uh, we are here with episode three of the Fight Twins podcast brought to you by UFL TV. And we have a very special guest here for episode number three, our good friend and somebody we work with very closely, a fellow manager of athletes and fellow promoter from Austria, Mr. Patrick Toff. How are you doing, sir? Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm fine. And thanks for the invitation. Our pleasure, absolutely our pleasure, my man. And we know you very well from the past, so it was it was a, a given that we're going to ask you to come on to the podcast just to have a, a little discussion about your martial arts journey and where you're going and obviously the current situation right now. So we'll start off with uh, how has your quarantine been going and how have you been surviving during this period? Yeah, so uh, as I think there is mostly in every country in Europe the same we are at home mostly so we are just allowed to go out if we go to work or if you want to buy some food or if you have to visit the doctor or just uh, quickly walk outside but yeah we try the best we try to make it smooth as possible for everyone and yeah it, the, the situation is very bad for for for, especially for sportmen like us so we all hope that the situation is soon over yeah it's affecting everybody isn't it all the events all the gyms everything stopped and it's it's so sad to see that because so many of us work within the industry and so many of us have been affected by that and it's sad um, and obviously the UFC as well so many big fights and, and big events are, are getting cut down and uh, we're not getting those those big events anymore. It's very sad. Uh, but yeah, Patrick, tell us tell us more about um, how how you started in martial arts. What's your martial arts journey? Where did it begin, and how has it brought you to this point today as a manager? Because I know you represent a lot of fighters. You do a great job uh, building experience of a lot of guys. Um, and yeah, you, 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 you've been involved in martial arts for a very long time as well, I know that. So just tell us a little bit about that story. Tell us a little bit about that journey and, and how it's brought you to this point today. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, first of all, thanks for your nice words. Yeah, it's true. I've I'm, been I'm in martial arts a long time, but actually I'm, I'm not really a specialist in MMA because my... Actually, my part is in the Muay Thai, but in the original Muay Thai. So I start very young to train kickboxing, but then I stopped about 10 years to play soccer. But then I come back to the martial arts because I love the sport. It's, it's not only the sport, you know, it's about the culture from Muay Thai and about the history around it also. And yeah, so... I don't know which which year it was actually, but I guess nearly 2000, I started to train Muay Thai in Austria. But my my target was that I want to go to Thailand and and see how is how is the real Muay Thai because I guess that in Europe we have we have at, at that moment now we have really good guys in Muay Thai who also train in in Thailand before, but. At that time, I think we we not have much knowledge about it. So I decided to go self and see what is the difference between the Muay Thai in, in Europe or especially in Austria and in the culture where it's born, you know. So 
I travel to Thailand and I train in the Fighting Spirit Gym in Bangkok. And I start to learn the, the original Muay Thai, you know. So it's, it's a very big difference. It's, it's not even not even 10% that we get teached at that moment when I started here in Austria. Interesting, bro. That's fantastic. That that's it's so wonderful. Thailand, uh, Thailand has given martial arts so much, especially in terms of Muay Thai. And so, is it Muay Boran that you that you were training in Thailand? Uh, not really, because uh, Muay Boran, you can, sure you can uh, learn it in Thai, but not in every school, because mostly. They are just teach the normal Muay Thai that you see in the TV. Neither, if you look like a, uh, yeah, like one. They also have some normal Muay Thai fights. Or if you see in Thailand in the Lumpini Stadium or Rajadamnan, which are the the two most famous stadium in Thailand. So Muay Boran is is like a, is not really like Muay Thai because the Muay Boran actually. Uh, was was made for the war actually you know so it's a uh, another kind of muay thai yeah it's quite different isn't it it's quite beautiful it's quite artistic and quite deadly at the same time and a lot of those techniques were taken out to create the sport uh muay thai that people see today in the stadiums you know yeah that's fantastic yes, that's such an interesting history um so yeah as a child were you were you into martial arts as a child as well, were you were you interested in martial arts movies and Bruce Lee movies yes. and Jackie Chan? Yes, of course, uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's like the the way that I guess millions of, of fighters now around the world did the same way because I was very interested in the movies, like you said, Bruce Lee, Jean Claude Van Damme, and yeah, all the stuff around karate, kickboxing. Yeah, tell tell us a little bit about that. Tell us, were you were you like growing up in school and stuff like that? Were you were you involved with some scuffles with bullies and, or like were you involved with fights with other kids and stuff like that? Were you were you an of energetic course. were you an energetic kid? Tell us a little bit about that, please. Of course, I think it's, it's many other people happen the same way like me. So I was sure as a kid you are involved in in some fights in your area as well. So absolutely uh, at the time, yeah something have to, to move on you know because mostly in the even in the real life only the strong will survive so that's that's a point that I decide for myself that I want to learn something in martial arts but at that time I'm not really sure which way it goes because I try many different kinds you know so I was trained kickboxing then I switch a little bit to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I, I do a little bit of MMA but not really much then i switch again back to kickboxing and later when the, when the muay thai come to to europe or especially to austria i switch from the normal kickboxing to muay thai k1 yeah that's interesting that's fantastic so what what's what's your favorite because you you went off topic there a little bit what's your what's your favorite martial arts movie then what's your the ultimate all-time greatest martial arts movie for you know for me because i'm a i'm a real thailand lover yeah because i have a family as well so is thailand is is like my second home i speak thai also and i have wow. a daughter in thailand and i now at that moment i'm at the beginning to build my own business in thai i bought land last year with my girlfriend wow and fantastic we are, yeah we are on the way to 
to open another Muay Thai gym, a big gym in in Thailand. But it's this will take a little bit time. So you're no so, longer you're no longer a foreign man. Now you're a local. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's funny, you know. I I not feel like a Falang, you know. Falang yeah. is yeah, sure, it's a foreigner, same like I am. But yeah, yeah. At that time, I I feel more like a like a like a Thai person, you know, because yeah. I live the way same like they do. Because yeah, I I live in the north of Thai before with my girl with my ex girlfriend. Yeah, and it's completely different to Bangkok or Phuket or Pattaya or something, you know, because that's the real life there. It's not like bars or, or something luxury or nothing. It's just the real life, you know. You not have all the time electricity or there is no heater for warm water or something. It's not natural there, you know. Yeah. So sure, you can have it, and mostly now they have, but. In some areas, they just wash with normal cold water every day. This and this just normal, no washing machine to wash your clothes. I was washing with my own hands, so it's very big difference. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. The lifestyle, the culture, it's so different from here, the Western world, where we take what we have here for granted. You know, uh, countries like that, people are living in very severe conditions. You know, but they're, they're fantastic places in their own right. And the people, are, they've got a great energy about them. It's the land of smiles, isn't it? They're always smiling, the Thai people. They're lovely people. Yes. But they're warriors yes. with strong hearts at the same time. Yes, of course. So the mentality of the Thai fighter is, is very, very strong. You can see itself if you watch the fights. They are mentally, in my opinion, mentally they are the strongest fighter that I know. So, who's your favorite Thai uh, fighter? Uh, like, who's your favorite Thai uh, champion? It is difficult to say because, first of all, I train with with some of them. So, one of of the big Thai names that I train with is Sutsakorn Soklinme. He is the ten times Muay Thai world champion. Wow! And I train with him in his gym. I also know his his wife. She's Italian. And yeah, he is one of the of the great fighter that I like. But also even more, you know, I my most famous guy is uh, Senchai. Senchai. Senchai Soke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and is. also the, the young fighter who come now, like uh, Sangmani Sotiempo or uh, Manachai or. Uh, yeah, so many, you know, they have so, so many. So many, many names, fun. yeah, there's so many names, so many big names in Thailand. Yeah. Even um, now, the one FC, the, uh, the his nickname is the Iron Man. He's the champion in one FC now. Yeah, Manachai, is it Manachai? No, no, he's not Manachai. Um, is it the, it. It's the guy that fought Liam Harrison recently? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Not Liam Harris. Is it Liam Harris? Oh, Jonathan Haggerty. No, he fought Jonathan Haggerty. Yeah, yes. he fought Jonathan Haggerty recently. Yes. He beat him. Yes. Um, yeah, um, that's fantastic, brother. Um, tell us tell us a little bit. So, in your opinion, Patrick, what see the importance of martial arts in life and uh, for people, for children, for teenagers, of all ages? What You tell us what's the importance of martial arts. 
and what's the what what is the important effect that it's had on you what's the big effect that it's had on you in your life yeah so i think uh, the important thing in martial art is that you get another another way of thinking in life you know you learn to be respectful to everyone because every fighter have respect to each other you know is there is not like a war it's just like sport you know sometimes you win sometimes you lose but in the end you respect your opponent anyway that's the the most beautiful thing for me that we show us the respect that everyone uh, should show you know absolutely 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 i just uh, i've got a quick question for you who who's your biggest inspiration in your life and why i think maybe maybe bruce lee because it was the first guy that i see to uh, to practice uh, martial arts and i think the way that he did it was very very nice because he he is a calm guy and not not need any luxury and live actually poor you know like in the you're not see in the movie that he's a rich guy or something and i guess the time that time was was quite hard for him neither so he was just a, a normal guy even he's a, a specialist in something or a movie star you know absolutely absolutely and what was it about his his approach that that you take you took a liking to the most that his his um i mean his ability to to attract people to what he's doing uh, was it his overall mentality was it just his style of 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 fighting and executing those movements uh, is it his movies what what was the biggest thing about bruce lee himself that he inspired I, you by i guess maybe the way that he lived you know because it was not the the way of a of a soldier like who want to kill everyone it's just the way that he he talking and try to to make the people understand what is martial arts meant for him yeah know? so it is not only the, the the way of thinking that if i do martial arts i want to to hurt everyone or something you know it's, it's just like a sport not nothing more you know it's not about a war nothing about win or lose it's, it's a sport i try to uh to do a competition in a sport that's it no, I totally agree with you. Totally come from the same way of thinking when it comes to that. Um, so, Patrick, how about your beginnings within MMA? Do you, would you like to talk about that a little bit? I want to know how you got involved with managing athletes and helping them yeah. progress in their careers the way you're doing right now. Yes, of course, no problem. So, my beginning, like I told you, MMA, I was trained in a gym before, like a normal student, and... Actually, I was I was only interested in Muay Thai, but we also have some classes with MMA, and at that time I, I had a lot of time to train, so I said, okay, let's do it MMA. If I I can practice with someone, if they're not enough people, I'm gonna help them out just for for do something. And then I think, okay, before I was not so interested in MMA because I cannot see the. The, the techniques that you need to have in MMA and, and the conditioning and everything, you know, I just think oh, it's actually it's boring, just two guys who lay on the floor and it was not really um, exciting for me, you know but after I did it by myself and try it, I see, oh, there is there is much more than I think before Absolutely 
a lot of people when they first get introduced to MMA or grappling, they don't really see the good side of it. They see the boring side of it where people are just on the ground, uh, like in a mountain position or whatever, and there's not a lot happening, kind of stalling. And then a lot of people yeah. think that's all MMA is. <laughs> which is which is hilarious but now you're right because now a lot more people have given it a chance it's a mainstream sport people understand that it's the most well-rounded form of combat there is that is true but i think maybe because i also have a very good luck that i have a good teacher because i start then with brazilian jiu-jitsu with a guy from brazil but he was moving to austria and have a small school and I was I was really interested to do it because at that time I I stopped Muay Thai for about six months only to train BJJ with him. So it was a really nice time. But then after that six months, I come back to the Muay Thai because it's the way that I love to to train, you know. But I like MMA neither. I'm not a really expert, like I said before. But I learn a lot, you know. I never stop learning. Even at that time now, I I try to read books about MMA, I look videos, I, I talk with many, many fighters around the world and try to get more knowledge about everything. And I have also good luck that I have some really good experienced fighter neither, even in my my gym or my, my own management. So I try to, to get more knowledge and more involved that I can do my job much better than before like that tell, tell us more about your management and your, and the fighters that the stable of fighters that you have Patrick please because I know yes. you're doing a fantastic job and, and you're very renowned for, for what you do yeah so about the management I'm, I'm not really long time manager now I manage fights before actually mostly Muay Thai but now about last year i guess i i come up with the idea because of my my girlfriend because she say oh you did so much for the sport you know and you never do uh, big events or you never want to be involved in interviews or you're not interested to get in the news or something because i'm very very calm for that what i do you know i not like it to to treated like a like a important person because from my from my side the important person is the fighter not the manager and sure the trainer also but most important is the fighter you know so that's what what bring me to the point that i am now because the fighter respect me because they see okay this guy is not only a hunter for money or he not really care about his own fighter you know and last year i gonna open my management The management is called NP, Mixed Martial Arts Management. And I try to do my best, you know, so I, I have a lot of good contacts now, even with you guys from Triad Management. I'm very honored to work with you together. And we also have some, some other big management companies who, who are gonna start to work with us. I have good luck with my contacts neither. So even now in the quarantine, I'm lucky to get the maybe a new good contact for events because I was talking with the boss of Invicta in America for the women MMA scene and I tried just to do my best you know I tried to get good events for my fighter to bring them more forward in a way that they want but it is quite difficult yeah absolutely it's not an easy industry you really have to work hard 
people have to trust you um, there's just so many things that go into management people think it's a very easy job but it's it's extremely time consuming and very stressful at times that's true that's true but it's not only about the stress it's, it's the big thing for my opinion the biggest point is the uh, the respect and the trust because I see so many managers you know around the world or even here in Europe that I know in person but mostly they are not really interested in their fighters it's just like a number you know mm -hmm. so that's why many people before they want I do management because they say you are not in the same same level like them because you take care about your fighters and you not agree any mismatches that they want to do because they need a like a yeah like a journeyman or something you know i never take any fight where i'm not not sure that the level is like 50 50 percent for the fight you know i was so so shocked sometimes when i see what is going on in that scene that before in the past i gonna stop it for i think two years or three years because i'm so pissed off about the scene that the people not not really have the honor like a fighter before they just lay down for for maybe 500 600 euro or something you know i'm so pissed off about that yeah no yeah some promoters don't want to pay the fighters what they are due for their hard work which is very frustrating for managers like yourself and for us you're right it's uh some promoters are like cowboys literally yeah and they want to just have a good fighter in there against someone who doesn't know what they're doing just to make their show look good, to make their guys look good. But what they don't realize is what actually ends up happening is their credibility goes down because all they want to do is make mismatches. The fighters, the fighters not being developed correctly either. You know, they're just going for the ticket sales. And in the long run, it's just this lose-lose. In the long run, I feel that the fighter is the person who who gets screwed over the most in my opinion because of things yes. like this it is very ashamed you know because i get i also get many many um uh how can i say yeah many offers from from matches around the world even in a in a part of russia and they even the offer was was i don't know how to say it nice because it was so shit sorry for the word but they just contact me and say, oh, they need a guy for a light heavyweight fight, but the, the fighter of them is just two and one. And I have a guy who is at that time four, four and three, I guess. And it's say, yeah, but your guy seems to be too strong. And is it possible we're going to pay you $1,500 and your, your guy just lay down? I say, are you crazy or what? Don't call me or don't write me anymore because I am so pissed off of shit like that, you know? They were actually asking you openly to take yes. make your guy take a yes. fall. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. And he's not the only one, you know. I have many, like, some shit offers like that, you know. <laughs> or sometimes they not really talk open to me like that, but they, they, they write or, or send me a message in a way that I can read between the lines neither, you know. So I know exactly what they want, but yeah. I, I can give you a guarantee... I would never ever do in my life something like that because I was teached by a very very famous teacher in Thailand. Maybe you know the the name uh, Sidio Tong. Yes, yes, oh yes. I was nearly one of the the last person who can 
have the honor to talk in person with the master teacher there, with Kru Senanan Sidiotong, before he passed away. Wow. And he he hold my shoulder and pray with me together in his own gym, and he say, okay, Patrick, I hope you're gonna bring Muay Thai in the world. And it's meant for me very much, you know, that the the teacher told me like that, and I, I promise that I will never do something wrong for the sport. And it's true, I would never ever do something like that before I gonna quit everything about martial arts, before I would do something like that. Yeah, you're a man of integrity. Well, that's, it's, that's the main thing which martial arts teaches us. It's the integrity, it's the honour, it's the discipline, it's the willingness to not do these things and to do things right. I mean, what you're saying there, I resonate with that so much because um, a teacher like that, a coach like that, who's given you so much, and then they're they're trusting you basically to go on and spread the martial art in a positive way. Don't make the sport look bad. These things are very important to us as real martial artists. You know, we're not just people who who like the sport for for the blood and for fighting and just watching fights on TV. People get knocked out. All these spiritual aspects, all these different aspects to to what martial arts is all about, and spe- specifically Muay Thai, it's something I hold very dearly to my heart as well because it's it's the first main martial art I trained as a child was Muay Thai that I got into at nine years old, eight years old. So it holds a very special place in my heart as well, where I would never, ever, ever do anything to to jeopardize the sport or to do any of this cowboyish behavior in any way because you're making the sport look really bad. And the people before us, they had to work very hard to make these sports mainstream and for these sports to be accepted all over the world. So it's it's terrible for people who come around and they do these negative kinds of things and they're making the sport look really really bad so i completely appreciate what you're saying and respect what you're saying and your and your way of thinking because that's the true martial artist way to think in my opinion you know it's it's not you know that the, that's the big difference you yeah. know because for, yeah. for some people martial arts is just like a sport but for the guys who are really into like you and me you know it's like a, a way of living not just only a sport you know because we we get treated very nice from our trainer so we have to show them respect neither even in my gym i gonna do the same way that i get teached in thai if someone not want to show respect to me or to another student or something i throw him out it doesn't matter even if he would pay me ten thousand euro it doesn't make sense for me you know because like you said, we have not the best image anyway. So I'm not agree if someone not show respect even in a tournament or at the training, I would never agree that. And if someone not follow the rules, I throw him out no matter what. Even if he's my own champion, no matter. He can go right now. And that's the way you need to be. And sadly, because in the sport today, and you'll know what I'm talking about, where there's a lot of athletes that... I mean, I don't blame Conor McGregor or anybody like that, but what I'm saying is the brashness and uh, people just wanting to be arrogant, show a very arrogant attitude and uh, it's it's all just for views and this kind of thing. This kind of mentality is... it's. It's doing really well for the UFC and big organizations in terms of selling tickets, but it's not doing good in terms of the image and respect 
that martial arts should be given because a lot of people think that oh whoever does that they're all just brash and they're all just arrogant and they all it's they, they can't even have a cool head for five minutes and sit and answer any questions on a press conference without fighting or this kind of stuff so and you're right it's very important for us to try our best to show these things the respectful aspects of martial arts because it all gets lost in the brashness sometimes yes that's correct you know i understand that the big promotion like ufc or someone in another big promotions they they need some stuff like that for make it more interested for the people because the people want to see the guys are one is the bad guy and one is the good guy or just shit talk at the press con- press conference or uh, something like that but in real i guess one of the guys who really tell the truth was uh, Mirko Krokop just a few months ago I guess I, I read some report from him and he say it is not the same like it was maybe 20 years ago because he posted a picture after his fight against Fedor Emelianko they, they're gonna shake hands after the fight yeah. so have you seen it now in our time that many athletes give shake hands after the fight it's not happened really often yep yeah, you're right you're right things like that are, are not as common now I say I understand that the, the big organizations they need something like the, the shit talk before you know like a, a bad guy or, or show some uh, I don't know some shit style on the press conference you know I know they need it for the TV but the people should make it more clear to the people outside the TVs and the people who are really interested that the fighters mostly are not stupid idiots you know because even here in, in Austria that I can talk for because I live here. It is really hard work to, to make the people understand that we are not just foolish guys that try to slap each other and, and hurt each other for, for fun or something. It is just like a sport, like skiing or football or something else, you know? Exactly. So it is our our work actually to, to make people understand that it's a way of, of competition that we did but as a sport, not like a war, not like a private war or something. Even we we not care about which religion, which skin color or something else, you know. Everyone is the same. Yep, absolutely. And that's that's the most beautiful thing about martial arts itself. But yeah, anyway, um moving on from that that's uh patrick that's us reached our our time limit of 30 minutes because our podcast at the moment we want to keep them nice and short and sweet and we believe half an hour is a good kind of cutoff point um it was brilliant to have you on such an amazing insight into the game you've given us um about your background etc uh, we've really enjoyed uh recording this podcast with you and hopefully we'll have you on again in the future the inviting so i'm really honored to work with you guys neither and i can just say try a promotion ufl is a good way if you want to bring your guys on a good event just talk with these guys try to get a fight on ufl and also i just want to say quick thanks to everyone in the mme scene who thinks same like us thanks to my sponsors thanks to my fighters and yeah hope to see you again soon after this virus will stop 
Soon, I guess. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So uh, this was episode three from the uh, the Fight Twins podcast, brought to you by UFL TV. Um, we just want to give a quick shout out to Triad Promotions, our management company for athletes. UFL, our fighting league for mixed martial arts and kickboxing professional fights. And we just want to give a, a, a just a big shout out to everybody who's involved with the martial arts scene, wherever you are in the world right now, because we're all in the same boat. None of us can work right now. None of us can put shows on none of us can find fights for our athletes so we're all in the same boat um, and we're just kind of relaxed and we're in a position where we're waiting for the governments to open everything up again but hopefully in the next couple of months or even sooner than that we can get back to normal and we can start getting our fighters bouts again <laughs> which would be amazing yes that's true that's true that's damn true Well, okay, Patrick, thank you very much. And you have a good day and we'll speak to you soon, sir. Thank you. You too. Stay safe, bro. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Talk soon.